0: Welcome to the For Columbus podcast, sharing inspiring stories of local faith leaders from congregations, parachurch ministries, and the marketplace with your host, Adam
1: Ward. All right. Welcome listeners. So glad you could be on today. Some of you are like, Adam, why don't you put out some more episodes? Well, let me tell you, this is number one in season three. I've got 25 episodes In planning, and it is going to cover a whole host of things that Columbus faith leaders can benefit from. And to set this season up, I have with me the interim executive director of the new organization, newly rebranded organization for Columbus, Nick Nye. Welcome back on the show.
0: So glad to be here.
1: (laughs) Man, Nick has had an intense few months. Right. And uh, well, what do we go back? I met you two, two and a half years ago. Now Um, we did a very first project was Leader Summit and uh, ran a series of those. You had just got back from New York. If you want to hear all of Nick's history, check out Nick Nye's uh, Director of City Initiatives episode. uh, And I think it was in season one, but that was a really good episode here. We're just going to dive in. When I started working with. Catalyst for Columbus, Uh, there was an executive director that changed to another person and then recently to you. How are you feeling in this role?
0: Yeah, I feel pretty excited. I think the um, dynamic of this has just shifted in in such good ways where we've really um, started to see a huge need for um, a coalescing vision around. Um, all the great work that's going on all around the city. And it just, it seems, and honestly, it feels like I, I think like the, the vision and the desire was kind of pushed into this space. And uh, for me to kind of say, okay, what is this space and what is happening and, and um, seeing all these leaders kind of circling around this, uh, the, well, this space just is saying, well, what, what is this and what can we do with this? And what, what does God want to do with this? And so that's where I found myself kind of, um, looking around with a bunch of other leaders and saying, can we make, uh, some kind of movement work? Can we bring the energy together? Can we bring the passion and the vision and the value and all of that stuff into a common space where we can, really see the flourishing gospel move forward out in the city,
1: man. So there's so much stuff we're going to pull apart in there. You, one of the, you're the first person, I think to coin the phrase for Columbus years and years ago. And, and then right. a couple years ago started to kind of use it as the description of this movement, if you will. And now you, you have helped lead uh, moving catalyst for Columbus, which was previously pray for Columbus to the organization called for columbus. Now for columbus as you said uh, you've been c- kind of being pushed and ushered into this direction. You recognize the church in three different spheres, the congregational church, those in business professionals and then those in nonprofit or specialty mem- uh, ministry. And so when you when you felt this push, you saw leaders from those different organizations kind of asking at the same time what is this? While simultaneously saying, hey, could you provide some leadership? And you've had quite some time to think about that. When someone asks you what is for Columbus, how do you describe that now?
0: Well, right now, at this point, I say it's it's a platform. It's a space where church leaders can meet one another across those three spheres that you mentioned, where they can provide value to one another. And where we can take that value add and really push it back into the ministries so that. And when I say ministries, I mean like the business professionals and the congregations and <clears throat> with pastors and nonprofit directors and such, and being able to say uh, that the value really comes from them, but we help arrange it in a way where it actually goes back to them. So it's, it's like we are just that, that platform where people can stand on and meet one another and share ideas, share value. And, um, and then all of that with the goal of making our city better mm-hmm. um, and making it, saturating it with the gospel, getting the gospel out there, um, while also really trying to seek societal change um, that would look more like heaven um, mm-hmm. here in Columbus.
1: You mentioned earlier flourishing peace, and then you talked about the gospel saturating. If you know if there was a vision statement or mission statement for, for Columbus, what, what would that be? Well,
0: I think our vision is pretty broad in the sense that we're wanting to saturate every aspect of the city with the gospel. Mm. And the, the way we want to do that, the mission, so to speak, is to bil- build a valuable platform that results in thriving Christian networks for a flourishing city. And, and really what that looks like is uh, we see all over our city really great networks forming. Um So networks like business leaders meeting together through various organizations like core communities or prime movers or baton exchange, et cetera. And you see these, uh, smaller groups of specialty ministries or cause related ministries starting to meet together. So these networks of anti-human trafficking ministries meeting together and, uh, evangelistic efforts, there's all these different organizations like alpha and, and, um, Art of neighboring, meeting together. And so you see that happening and networks like that forming. And then you see it also in the congregational space where you see pastors meeting together to either do church planting in the city or there's a large church um, network of large church pastors that are meeting together to figure out how they can um, better further the gospel in the city. So you see this whole web of networks going on. And so what we saw is our space is we can just be at that that platform um, to help all of those networks, those networks really flourish, and those networks really uh, find value uh, together. And again, the 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 end goal and the end desire is that the gospel would go out into the whole city, so that we would see societal transformation. We'd see the souls, individual souls, transformed by the gospel, and um, and and so we saw really our space is, we're not here to build a new nonprofit or a new ministry per se. We wanna just connect the intense web um, of networks that already exist into um, just uh, more connectivity and um, provide the right resources to really make all of those, it's a whole ecosystem. I think yeah. uh, you know Tim Keller talks about that gospel ecosystem. And we see the ecosystem re- really revolving around those three spheres. Um, and of course, the main the main glue that kind of holds them all together is uh, praying for one another, um, just building trust together and, and learning from one another. And so we find ourselves in that space. That's why I say we kind of felt forced into this sacred space because there was this already all these ministries are already going, right, right? We're just saying, how can we make them all flourish and thrive and healthier and more connected? And that's, that's really what for Columbus is all about.
1: Uh, that's great. I, I know we posited the question a couple of years ago to a couple hundred leaders. What if we did stuff together? And so one of the things, Nick, that you've developed are these three C's for organizations to be able to operate in this ecosystem. Would you mind sharing those three C's and what each of them mean?
0: Yeah, I think in order to make these um, these networks thrive, we have to have three C's that really uh, give that flourishing uh, platform going. The first one is convening together. So you got to meet together for prayer and build trust with one another, be present to one another's story and invest in, in relationship. And that's super important, but beyond that, you got to figure out how do we do work together? So how do we move the needle to fight human trafficking or reduce the homicide rate in our city? How do you um, work together to make some of these things happen? Um, And then the last one is learning how to contribute to one another. I think that's kind of a third step is like, it's one thing to work together, but learning how to give of time and resources and energy and uh, excitement to one another. That's where I think you really start seeing the ecosystem all rolling. And if we can see marketplace leaders and we can see uh, congregational pastors and nonprofit directors all start rolling in these three C's convene, collaborate, and contribute on a regular basis, that's when you start seeing this saturation happen throughout the whole city.
1: Yeah, I love that. I recently heard someone say they explain collaboration as complementary activity. So it's people partnering with each other to do stuff. And you talk about convening and We'll get into this a little bit more, but convening is not just people uh, getting together. For Columbus, will organize some events, and hopefully, people will bring other organizations together, and then you know, getting together and actually contributing. So, when you when you talk about the whole the whole ecosystem, what is the value exchange that's happening between individuals, and how are they picking up value from? for Columbus framework.
0: Well, I think some some there's a lot of different pieces of how the value kind of gets transferred and um, and for us we see uh, just really healthy communication around the 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 uh, networks. So how are we telling stories about what God's doing in one area for another area? How do we um, really get the right dashboard of statistics so do we actually know what's happening in our city a lot of times and i'll i'll say this as a as a pastor like i can just run on what my gut instinct is or the conversation i just had with that one parishioner Mm -hmm. who was really loud and so i kind of make decisions out of that um that conversation and those are good but we have to have like real statistics of what's going on that's why we've try to build plat, uh, build um, partnerships with like Glue and Barna, how do we get the right data for our uh, all of our networks to really understand where we are as a city? Or I think um, a big one that we're really wanting to see more of is these events that actually lead to the flourishing and lead mm-hmm. to health. So not just, not just events where we get together, high five and say, we'll see a next event, but they are like catalytic events where you can be together and, and then start saying, Hey, we we're, we're fighting the same cause. We need to really work together. And a lot of times we undervalue that, you know, we just think, Oh, it's just that one event kumbaya moment. And we all go on our way, but we're really trying to say, no, we're the value we're really trying to bring to this is we're wanting to move the needle. So we don't want you just leaving here and saying, see you next time. But actually, how can we help you move that needle again to a, a healthier space for um, a, a better congregation, stronger, um, you know, one, one of the things that we've been um, seeing is that Christianity is in decline in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge issue that everybody, every Christian is facing, especially the congregational churches is really um, seeing a lot of this coming out of COVID. So how do we help facilitate partnership um, and connectivity with the city? So Mm -hmm. that's why we went out and we said, let's partner with glue um, the technology company and start utilizing their glue explorers and say, how do we get congregations to sign up so that they can receive these explorers that are being found online and start making those connections together. So that's, that's, those are some of the pieces. Um, and then there's a lot more that we want to add a lot of more value that we want to give to, um, to all of these networks that I think will help make, just make the the ecosystem work better.
1: Mm. Can you talk about some of the catalytic events that you're thinking of that you would like to drive around the city?
0: Well, I think one of the big ones that has been talked about in our city for a really long time is a, um, it's kind of a movement day expression. We've had kind of variations of that in the past where we've had these sort of catalytic events, but, um, but movement day is sort of a, is a, uh, a a work, a ministry event that has happened, started in New York city and has happened in cities all over the U S where there has been all these leaders that we've been talking about coming together for a full day where there's, um, there's teaching, but there's also really really powerful roundtable discussions and work groups and kind of out, out of that what flows out of that is projects and initiatives and things that actually can get done and so one one big thing that we're really talking about next year is how do we do this movement day type of expression i think the the other one uh, that we're continuing is our leadership summits we had some really great leadership summits that you mentioned uh, in 2000, starting in 2019, and then of course COVID came, and we had to regroup and refigure out how right. do we serve our city in the midst of a pandemic. But these leader summits have been really great. I mean, there's 200 leaders getting together at a, we had a series of four meetings and we're asking like, how do we do this? How do we move the needle? We're, we're drawing out of that. How do we collaborate? What does collaboration mean? Um, and we've got to answer those questions. And so those events uh, just two, two examples of larger scale type of events so those that we want to like, see happen.
1: Yeah. Those are good top down events. What about bottom up events that would be ones that could get driven from wherever,
0: well, the bottom up events are our regional work. So that's like um we we're, we're supporting one or two pastors in a region like for example the west side of Columbus and Hilltop. I mean there's a few pastors that have rallied uh a whole bunch of other pastors to say how can we serve the students who are struggling um struggling in school in a school district that's failing and how do they how do they address that this this huge issue of a a kid's education in uh, one of our one of the poorest and most economically um, downtrodden areas in our whole city how do they come together and do that so we come alongside and we support and we help um, rally and kind of push and, and get the right resources in the room and Um, And so that's one example. We want to see that happen regions all over the city. Another example is through our catalyst groups, they they were formerly called elevate groups. Mm. Um, And that's around anti human trafficking. So you've got these various anti human trafficking ministries coming together to say how can we fight our this cause together or um, drug recovery. There's many drug recovery ministries going on in the city. How do we get them together in the same room to say, how do we fight the drug, drug epidemic going on in our city? And so that, that's one space. And so we're just trying to, on the, from the bottom up, get these connections happening. And at the same time, I think our one of our bread and butter spaces is those one-on-one meetings. I mean, mm-hmm. our staff is just tirelessly having meetings. You know, Adam, I mean, you're having them. It's like we're having one-on-one meetings over and over again, just to hear the heartbeat of a pastor or or a ministry leader or a business man or woman. How can we uh, come alongside and serve? How can we make connections happen? And and that's kind of the heart of what, what we're taking from the ground up.
1: Sure. And I just want to mention that catalyst groups have been an incredible thing. There's so many, there, discipleship and evangelism and kids and, trafficking and drugs and high school and hope centers and pregnancy and immigrants and Christian counselors, there's just a ton of them and a lot more probably to be born. Um, So if organizations are saying, Nick, how do I know if this is something I want to be a part of? If it's, you know, is it just do good stuff? You know, you mentioned, you know, gospel based flourishing, like what is there like some base statement that you can say, hey, I can get behind this? Or what would people where would people go to kind of find that?
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we are unapologetically, uh, Jesus centered and we really lay that out simply in our, uh, spirit of agreement. And that's something that, um, myself and, uh, Dr. Kevin Dudley, Kevin is probably the, the main architect of this, but there was a handful of pastors. Geez, I think back in like 2011 that, uh, met for a retreat. There's like I think 10 or 12 of us that met for a retreat where we just laid out, what do we want to see happen in our city? What does gospel centered mean? What does that look like? And we try to keep it simple so that, you know, mainline churches and um, charismatics and uh, reformed and sort of the, the breadth and um, depth that everybody has with it. We can all stand and understand there's a, there's a baseline. This is a Christian thing. This is not just a united way Effort. We really want to make this about Jesus. And, and um, and so the spirit of agreement has become just a foundational document for us to all stand on.
1: That's great. And it's interesting that it's what should draw us together, right? And, and instead of focusing on what should separate us, because we we need that more than ever now. Um, uh, so mm-hmm. you're one of the things in the past is Organization So previously Catalyst kind of played this backstage role. Like it, they didn't really, people, they didn't really want people to know what was going on. They'd host these big events one night, one night of worship, one night of prayer. And then now it seems like there's a pivot to, to be more open and out. You have a redesigned website. Um, you're, you know, getting ready to launch a, a branding campaign and, or is that something to say? Hey, we want leaders to reach out to us so that you can do those, so they can help do those three Cs. What's the you know kind of change in that direction?
0: Yeah, and I think that goes even back to what I said earlier of just feeling kind of pushed in that direction. I think sort of the behind the scenes vision was. Um, it was really good, and and um and we still kind of want to maintain that behind the because this is not about for Columbus in terms of the organization, it is about for Columbus in terms of the idea, and so I think what we're trying to do is make the idea bigger, that the the church in Columbus is for the city of Columbus, mm. that is the big idea that we're trying to push out, and if for Columbus comes along and we say, look at the organization, look at how great we are, look at how good the staff is or the council of advocates or the board, then we're, we're probably on our way to uh, doomsday because <laughs> we, it cannot be about one person, one organization. It has to be bigger than that. And the, the, the bigger is this idea that the church has to come together and, and when I say come together, I don't, that, that's not devoid of hard conversations on things like race or things like, um, denominational mistrust, or there, there's, there's, there's a lot of hard conversations that need to be had in coming together. And I, I think we need to have them. Um, but it's being able to come together as a church to say, we are for our city. We love this city. And we want to see this city flourish in a way that the city is just better because of the church in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And it's felt, and it's experienced, and we can look at our dashboard and see, wow, the, the economically we're doing better, spiritually we're doing better, um, uh, love and, and, and kindness. And there's just a, a over our overarching health that's, that's happening in our city. So you you've got some big
1: shoes to fill in this role and this new vision and this new direction. Would you look when you look at 2022, how do you see positioning this organization to help that flourishing piece of Columbus?
0: Yes, I agree. I um I mean this this work has been going I think we can trace it to the 90s. Mm. Um So in the early 90s, when Billy Graham came through town and wanted to bring together all the churches and and, uh, nonprofits to do um, a crusade and Mm -hmm. one of their Billy Graham crusades, I think a lot of the conversation has just kept going. And you saw Mission Columbus come out of that. And then out of Mission Columbus came Catalyst for Columbus and these prayer works and And, uh, you saw various leaders kind of come out of those that are still in those conversations in a lot of ways. And so I feel like I'm stepping in the middle of a story that's already been going. Mm. And my, my role, my role at this point is to just try to figure out how to release, um, what God has already been doing and, and maybe, um, tweak some of the uh, human efforts that we've been doing in a way where, you know, working out the kinks and the hose so that the water can flow a little bit better. Mm. Um, that, that's like all I feel like I'm, I'm called to in this space. And, and I, I, I do that because I'm, I'm from central Ohio. So like, I'm I live and breathe this city. Mm. Um, and I've, I've pastured here for a long time and, um, and I've built a lot of relationships that um, my, my hope is, is that we can just have the tough conversations to unkink the hose and let the, the Lord really do his work um, in, in the city. And I, I can't stop the Lord or I can't, you know, God, God does his thing, whatever, however he wants. Um, but I feel like my role is really just to come in and um, steward what God has already been doing.
1: We have a lot of organizations, they all have their own mission statements, you know, whether that's congregational churches or, you know, the nonprofits or, you know, people that are just their own personal mission statement in the business arena. How, how do we, or maybe the better question is, do you see good evidence when they, when they finally choose to come together and do something that we're, we're getting great return from that compared to if they were just operating? Uh, solely independently. So there's a combination of collaboration and independent work.
0: Yeah. I mean, our whole culture somewhat is designed around the individual hero success story. And so pastors kind of carry that like, Hey, I'm going to be the hero of my church or nonprofit directors feel that sense. But what we see historically is actually what moved uh, an idea into a movement was coming together and collaborating and, and uh, figuring out how to do it, do something bigger than you individually can. And so, and I'm, I'm convinced of that. I know not everybody's convinced of that, but I'm convinced that if, the, if more work, good work comes together and we can learn how to at least be in the room with one another and at least um, really put some sweat and equity into building movement towards um, the flourishing of our city, then the city is going to look at that and say, okay, this is going to outlast so-and-so or this is going to outlast such-and-such organization. There's going to be something bigger that's going on Um, when those come together and, and that's, that's, that's what our city needs. They Mm -hmm. need to see that the church is actually being the church and not, um, not the solo platform person, personality, or, or, um, successful one-off thing. We Columbus has seen a lot of big churches come and go a lot of big personalities come and go. But the 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 enduring stuff is the stuff we do together.
1: Mm. So I, I'm going to ask you to put on your five-year glasses here and say, okay, now we're in 2026 or 2027. If this thing, you know, if you can usher in the, you know, God's will, if you will, into the city, what are we seeing in 2027 as we start the new year?
0: I hope that we see a more connected church. I hope that we see a less segregated church. I hope that we see a less um, a more diverse church too, that we can see all nations, tribes, tongues coming together, that uh, it's just not the white suburban church or the black inner city church or the uh, African churches, but there's a, there's a real unity in relationship with one another, support of one another, cheering on of one another. I hope that, um, we can see more, uh, people become Christians and find, um, just find the presence of God, the holy presence of God in their everyday lives. And that gets carried into, um, your workplace and and there's just a holiness and a happiness and a hopefulness and all of that that uh that, that leaders are carrying because they they are really part of a larger ecosystem. Um I know I, I I've seen this on a small scale. Uh you you and I both have seen it on a small scale. I mean if everybody in your small group um starts reading the Bible together every single day. And in this, in, in a sense, or just holding each other to reading the Bible every single day individually, then you start, uh, really seeing that's part of the culture. You're reading, you re- we get together, we uh, talk about what we read in the Bible and that becomes a normal thing. But if you imagine on a larger scale with the whole city, if the church is saying we're going to do, we're going to have a culture, um, in our whole, our whole church, capital C church in Columbus, and it's going to look like stronger evangelism it's going to look like fight, a, a harder fight against human trafficking and a um a better vision of how um we deal with those in recovery um and how do we start businesses that can tithe back into our city and and love our city and give to our city all these things you know all these pieces and parts in five years if we can just get them to click in a little more and find a little more depth and take on a a 1%, you know, it's, it's a lot of that, like, let's just take everything and make it 1% better. Mm. Um, and 1% more Jesusy, then we're going to start seeing the tide turn in five years. That's going to look like a whole lot of change. Mm. So let's say there's a leader listening right now and they say, okay, I'd like to get started. I'd like
1: to get into this framework or this ecosystem. What do they do practically?
0: I think the best thing they can do is start just gathering with leaders in their community. Um, Honestly, this is in some ways has nothing to do with the organization for Columbus, which is the point it's, the work of four. So get together with Christian leaders in your neighborhood and just start asking those questions. And then maybe you call us up. Nobody calls, but you know, email us, send a text or whatever and say, Hey, would you come along and just see how this goes and help us? We're, we're there. We want to start gathering some leaders on your side of town or, or, uh, with your cause, or if you got a group of business leaders working together, we we want to see that kick off. So really, it starts with you just reaching out um, to to leaders around you and start saying what what can we do to make our city um, smell and feel and experience more like Jesus, um, and and um, and then take that and just kind of come, come, um, see, just stand on the platform, you know, that find value in, um, all the partnerships we're building with, um, uh, like I said, glue or alpha or the art of neighboring, or all, just, there's all kinds of beautiful little, uh, partnerships that are going on. If you, there's, there's, um, just tons of resources that can be, can be had. I think those are really, really important and just getting connected uh is the is the greatest and best thing. And then I'll say last is just start giving back. So, you know, if you want to give to Fort Columbus so that this can happen all over the city, give to that. But also, and probably more importantly, give just figure out how do I give some of my resources away to something around me that can really make an impact. Mm. Um, I think that's that's a huge, huge missing area in our city. Yeah.
1: If people want to find out what's going on, is there a way, is there an email list or a, some way that they can find out maybe on a website or social media? How do they know what's going on?
0: Forcolumbus.org. You can go, you can sign up for our email list. Um, you know, that website we're continually tweaking as, as we um, retool and kind of get this, retooling going that that website's constantly going to be changing but there you can sign up you can see a little bit of what's going on there's some videos you can watch um and and of course there's there's just the best way to do it is just shooting you shoot me an email uh nick at fourcolumbus.org, um or me or one of our team leaders we would love to sit down and just get coffee and just dream together. And I think that's really where it starts. And we've kind of had a saying, um, the saying has been going on for a long time and it's nothing new, but it's, we move at the speed of relationship. And so for us, we want to see, um, this platform be based around that relationship. It doesn't have to be a relationship with me or Adam Ward or anyone else from the team, but it can be. Um, you, again, you building or carrying on or, um, developing more of a relationship with, with your neighbor, with, um, a pastor down the street. If you're a business leader, call up another pastor, or if you're a nonprofit director, reach out to a business, you know, there's all kinds of little things that we need to be doing to reach out, to find some connectivity.
1: Yeah, I love that, and the network is has, has gotten really big. I, I remember an email exchange last week or the week before last, maybe it was four or five different parties asking, what are the international churches in Columbus? And within a handful of days, the list had grown from like these six churches that we know about to 30 churches or more um, that we know about because different people were contributing to that, and you've got someone on staff that's you know leading that up, and but, you know, there are so many people that we know and there are so many people that we can connect to that if you have questions and you feel intimidated, it'd be really easy to get you plugged into them. So, Nick, thanks so much for being on the show today. Can't wait to see what Fort Columbus does in, in 2022 and beyond to improve our city.
0: Me either. I'm excited. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for
1: listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Also, rating and reviewing us on iTunes helps get the word out.